of my days. Bring that ass here, boy. Was that good? I feel like that was all right, you know. <laughs> it's a sermon for me. Okay, sorry about that. Hola, como estas? Mi amo Naomi. Mi cumpleaños es el 22 de noviembre. Bitch, y mi gusto mucho mi, bitch. <laughs> Not mi gusto mucho. Es el me gusta. For feminine, bitch, I don't know. But anyways, welcome back to Pretty Girl Problems. I am your host, Naomi Bellu, aka The Diva Baby, and you are currently listening to problem number three, tres, numero trois. And on this episode, we're going to be discussing attachment styles because that is where I'm at, bitch. Um, on the last episode, we spoke about the different types of love, which was very insightful for me. I was able to sit with myself and really think about the kinds of love that I am accustomed to experiencing, the kind of love that I'd love to experience, and just the foundation of each expression of love. And obviously, the episode before that, we spoke about identity, we spoke in depth about the individuation process, and I feel like I'm just on a journey of self-discovery, which I always say is a lifetime journey which kind of never ends until you're in your deathbed even before you take your last breath you're still learning that one thing about yourself or having that one moment of enlightenment about you know how you express yourself and who you are um but I feel like I am at a place where I won't say I'm ready to be in a relationship because I I I'm just not um but I'm definitely at a place where I want to date with more intention and I want to be more self-aware so I can lay healthy foundations within those interactions. Oh, didn't that sound beautiful? That sound motherfucking beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess there's a lot for me to share, but I'm going to start off with the fundamentals. We'll start directly by speaking about attachment styles, and then I'll give you a bit more insight about where I'm at, what I'm doing and why, and the results that I have been experiencing, all the that thereof, yeah, um, right, in terms of attachment styles, there are arguably four attachment styles, um, definitely three, arguably four, because some people include being secure as an attachment style, I think I probably, uh, agree with the majority when they present the argument that, uh, to be secure is a result rather than a type of attachment. I feel like the other attachment styles, which are anxious, preoccupied, uh, dismissive avoidant, or fearful avoidant, these are more areas in which we should work on. And yeah, they feel more like attachment styles versus the result of being secure to the point where you're able to facilitate effective communication. Uh, just to elaborate a bit more on the loose fourth attachment style being secure or security. This is a person who is not immediately perfect because obviously they experience highs and lows when it comes to their relationships like everyone else. However, this person is very emotionally intelligent and self-aware and they are able to effectively communicate their needs, their insecurities, their fears. Um, They are very self-aware and they have a solution-based mindset. Now, for the most part, I feel like I identify with that expression there's definitely been times in my life where I've been able to really show off my ability to be emotionally um, intelligent and to communicate. However, I have noticed throughout my dating journey that some people do bring out the quote-unquote worst in you. I don't do the whole blaming thing because I feel like it is way more effective, progressive and 
it feeds my soul more to reflect and identify what I did to contribute to the deficit of relationship than to focus or try to work out what the fuck is going on with the other person. <laughs> like, especially, and I'm speaking about people who I have deemed to not immediately or actively seek to be emotionally intelligent or to invest in themselves or actively embark on the journey of self-development. If you are not there, if we're not on the same page there, if you don't really sit with yourself and embrace mindfulness and and and, 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 and take accountability, then I don't even want to have a conversation with you about what went wrong because you're you're just you're you're holding the mirror to me and not holding the mirror to yourself and I ain't got time for that. And that's not to suggest that when you are in a relationship with people, um, that they should have it all worked out and immediately know their love languages and know how to take accountability, you know how to effectively communicate or be emotionally independent, um, intelligent, sorry. But it's a choice. If you show me that that's where you're at, we can have a conversation. If you're not there, I'm not about to get into power struggle with you. I'm not about to do the whole ego battle with you because it's just, I, I just don't have the energy for that. Anyways, that's me going a bit of a, on, on, on a bit of a tangent. The other um, attachment styles are obviously anxious, preoccupied, as I've stated, dismissive, avoidant, and fearful and avoidant. And I think I identify most to the anxious, preoccupied attachment style. Which um, okay, I'm just gonna read what it says. It basically says this is a person who over romanticizes situations. This is the person who often attracts people who they feel that they can either save or can save them. They can sometimes be over-dependent, that's me, depending on who I'm dealing with. Um, They can sometimes come across as very obsessive, relatively moody, clingy, and are prone to overthinking, that is also me. And they often see toxic relationships as being passionate, rather than seeing those relationships for what they are. And I know there's quite a few people that can definitely identify with that narrative. Um, a person who identifies with the anxious or preoccupied attachment style is somebody who is accustomed to experiencing conditional love growing up, perhaps because of the lack of consistent presence that they had or because of the abandonment they experienced when they're growing up. And this is also a person who lives in fear that they may lose someone. Um, as a result, they, they become very dependent on a person and seek reassurance constantly. I identify with that narrative because I've never shied away from the fact that my dad was absent when I was growing up and, you know, as a result, I have daddy issues, even though I sometimes hate to admit that I do. Um, And I can definitely see where, when dating, I sometimes project some of those fears on my partner. I feel like I'm constantly seeking reassurance. I, yeah, I'm scared that people are going to leave and... Um, it kind of has a domino effect of my expression sometimes. Sometimes I have a, I have an OD on wanting to be around somebody or I keep space from people because it's like, if you're going to leave me, I might as well, you know, not let you get close to me at all. Which I guess filters a bit more into the whole uh, fearful avoidant um, attachment style. I think the big umbrella for the anxious or preoccupied attachment style is that y- you probably have developed this type of attachment style because grown up you weren't able to establish or weren't accustomed to experiencing um healthy boundaries within relationships the next attachment style is a dismissive or avoidant attachment style which i i feel like this is more men i'm not gonna say it is only men but i feel like when i was reading it and doing my research around it it sounded like from my experience what i see men doing a lot um 
This is a person who lives in fear that they're not good enough. They are emotionally distant. They come across as self-sufficient and can avoid intimacy. And obviously, distance or space in a relationship is healthy. I feel like people should have their own identities when being in a relationship. However, somebody who has a dismissive or avoidant attachment style is somebody who goes out of their way to create space um, between their relative partner because they're scared of being vulnerable. Um, yeah. I just think that's men. <laughs> they push people away. That is motherfucking men, okay? And then the other attachment style, which is labelled as faithful and avoidant, I was actually very interested to see that both of these attachment styles were both avoidant, but then you have two types of avoidant. You have faithful and you have dismissive. I guess I probably need to read more about the, 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 the line that separates the two properly, but I guess a fearful or avoidant attachment style, the framework for this style, should I say, is that this person is in fear of being too close or too far from their partner. Their expression is very unpredictable. They fear abandonment similarly to those who have the anxious or preoccupied attachment style. However, their conflict is more internal, whereas somebody who has an anxious or preoccupied attachment style is very overt. You can see that you can see it in, in, in the way they, in which they interact with you. Whereas somebody who has a fearful or avoidant attachment style is somebody who's in constant inner conflict with themselves, where they are fighting their urge for intimacy and the urge to resist it. Again, I feel like all of these attachment styles are almost intertwined because to have a dismissive avoid avoidant attachment style is also to create space and to resist emotional intimacy or being close to people um in a nutshell those are the four different types of attachment styles and alongside i guess identifying what my attachment style is i think i am in a place where i'm definitely trying to be more intentional with my interactions and specifically when it comes to my romantic relationships, I think my younger self, um, it's a mix between not knowing and not being ready. I, when I say that I'm not ready to be in a relationship, I'm not saying I'm against being in a relationship. I feel like I am not at a place where I just want the title. I want the real thing. And I understand the real thing requires time. The real thing requires intimacy, but not just physical. I'm talking about true report like friendship I'm talking about dialogue I'm talking about really sticking through the highs and the lows of the interactions that you can have with people and obviously only time can facilitate that kind of awareness of each other um more than anything I feel like I'm looking for true companionship man I ain't trying to have you call me at motherfucking 1am talking about what you're doing where you like that's no please ah and another thing, <laughs> another thing that I feel like I am I've put into place is trying to master the art of detachment. Because I know we've spoken about attachment styles, but we really need to learn how to cut ties. Nobody is above blocking. Please, please, please value your peace and cut off people who don't complement the intentions you have for yourself in the future. And for me, I feel like obviously I do up. Man's a bad B, like, fuck these niggas, black, black, black. But I really wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm a hopeless romantic. And when an opportunity arises where I can demonstrate or give love, I really embrace it. Um, but what I have noticed that people do take advantage of that. Sometimes it's intentional. Sometimes it's not intentional. However, what happens is I tend to feel like I got the short end of the stick. And 
upon reflection, I think that this only happens again and again because I'm not really good at cutting ties. I always leave space for people to have access to me. Um, obviously, I'm not trying to sound like some saint, like I'm always like super dainty and feminine, like, no, I will cast your clots. I will come to your place of work. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that all of those things kind of complement the narrative of romanticising toxic situations and making them seem like something that is not, that, that's just not healthy. Nobody's above blocking, as I've stated. Or I don't know if I've said it before, but I'm saying it now. Nobody is above blocking, okay? You really have to value your peace and be intentional. Don't be scared to say what you want. Don't be scared to ask for what you want. Don't be scared to ask for clarity. I feel like a lot of women, we live in this place where we're scared to ask, what are we? And it's like, of course, you can have this idea or suggest that if you have to ask a question, cut it off. But it's like, dialogue is important. And I feel like a lot of women are scared to push people away or to be rejected for asking those questions. And really, if you're being intentional, state what you want. And if somebody doesn't compliment, it's like applying for a job, bro. People walk into um, job interviews and they think they're selling themselves. But the employer is equally having to pitch themselves. Never go into an interview and not prepare yourself or have questions to ask. Never walk into an interview not knowing your worth. If they say they're going to pay you £8.70 fucking 70 and you know you're worth £9, ask for your £9, bro. And if they're not going to give you the £9, you keep a step in because there's another employer who's willing to give you the £9 and some. Block, delete, and be intentional with what you want and reflect a lot. Sit with yourself, identify where you are, Think about the things that trigger some of your insecurities. Think about some of the things that you need when trying to identify what your attachment style and why you have that attachment style. I feel like when I was reading some of these attachment styles, some of them was giving me undertone of like middle child syndrome. Some of it was giving me like firstborn syndrome, lastborn syndrome. So it's really just a matter of um, identifying the root of these attachment styles, identifying who and where brings out what in you and how you can move forward from those points. I need to make two corrections. I said that if somebody, so I gave the analogy of applying for a job, asking for a specific um, amount of money um, because you know your worth and if that person or the given employer isn't able to pay you what, what you feel like you're worth, you walk away. Life isn't as black and white as that especially if we're talking about the place of work, if we're talking about relationships um, romantically, if we're talking about friendships, if we're talking about um, relationships with, with, with our family members, sometimes it can boil down to showing your worth, maybe sticking around for a week or two to show your employer that, yo, I'm about what I said, I'm about running my peas. Or sometimes it just boils down to having a conversation and being able to express and clearly state why you deserve that extra 30p or why you deserve whatever it is that you're asking for. And I'm not saying beg, but I'm saying sometimes conversations do need to be held where people are able to recognise, you know, or understand exactly why it is they should think about giving you what you're asking for. And I also made a little joke about going to people's places of work please <laughs> i'm lying at most i've rung off someone's phone i've never gone to somebody's house no one's place of work i've smashed a car and that nigga was not my nigga that nigga tried to violate me so i am not promoting any type of toxic behaviors refrain from being toxic i was listening to um 
uh, well, I don't know if it's a sermon, but a YouTube video the other day, and one of the messages in the sermon was that you should make your anger expensive. No reaction, as hard as it is, is way more effective, and um, it's just, it complements your dignity more when you just hold yourself together. When you are too reactive, it's like, yeah, you got drawn out, you cared, you get it, like, no self-control, bitch, you bothered. And more time, it's like, if you're at a point where you're having to cut people off, if you're having to walk away from people, they don't even deserve to see that from you. Save that for people you actually love. I don't know if that's good advice or not. I should scrap that bit. But yeah, more than anything, I think it just boils down to mastering the art of self-awareness when it comes to identifying your attachment styles. It comes to understanding exactly what you want. Again, this is not something that I just... Me... Four years ago, could not have this conversation about attachment styles. I could not tell you why sometimes I'm moody, why sometimes I find myself being over-dependent on my partners or when I'm dating or when I'm seeing people. I could not tell you, you know, what makes me anxious or what makes me feel insecure. So um, definitely be patient with yourself and don't try and have conversations with people who are not at the same place with you. It's exhausting. And I'm going to wrap it up here because we started off with sirens. <laughs> We're going to end it up with sirens. I forgot to say what I am actively doing to complement this intentionality that I have um, when it comes to dating or my romantic relationships. I have decided to embark on the journey of abstinence. Um, it's something that's always been at the forefront of my mind because I've never been comfortable with casual sex. Um, I've always had a conversation with my relative partners about the fact that I don't feel comfortable with having multiple sexual partners and I'm not comfortable with them having a, a numerous sexual partners and I where I'm looking for true companionship um I feel like it's very easy to feed our sex drive it's very easy to get lost in the sexual chemistry you can have with people and oftentimes as much as we want to pretend that we're adults and sex doesn't change things, it does. I feel like it blinds our ability to see things for what they are. I feel like it heightens our desire or our attachment to people. And yeah, where I am looking for more depth, um, and when I talk about depth, I'm talking about the intimacy you can have with a person. I feel like avoiding or restraining, um, I feel like refraining from sex is number one, a great sign of self-discipline. I think I was watching a motivational speech by um, Will Smith and he said that if you're able to master um, how, what you eat and your sex drive, you were able to master everything else in your life. And I felt like that was a, something great for me to challenge myself to do, number one. And number two, I feel like true intimacy lives outside of the physical chemistry that you have with people. And obviously, it's very easy to feed our sex drive. It's very easy to get lost in the physical attraction that you can have with someone or the phys physical compa uh, compatibility that you have with someone. Um, but where I'm looking for more depth, I'm looking for true companionship, I'm looking for a foundation that will live past the the physical, uh, the objective things that we have as humans. Um, I definitely feel like sex is something that I can hold out on that will allow me to maximise my interactions and really be able to see with clear eyes what it is that I like about someone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, what else? Blocking. I'm really blocking people. I'm really blocking. I'm blocking people. And I'm doing it respectfully, though. 
I used to be the type of person that will maybe just block before I even have a conversation or let the person know what exactly has pissed me off to the point where I no longer want to interact with them. I feel like I'm maturing, dialogue is becoming very transparent and it's like no hard feelings, nigga, I wish you well, but moving forward, don't contact me again, delete his number, block him on all platforms, even WhatsApp and keep a separate. Um, so yeah, I look forward to speaking to you very soon about problem number four and let me know what your thoughts are on this episode let me know if you are aware of your attachment style let me know what you are doing to master the art of detachment or even what you're doing to try and figure out what some of your triggers are or what facilitates healthy boundaries what facilitates healthy and effective communication with your partner or if you're dating with the people that you're trying to build romantic relationships with, just let me know. Let's help each other. Let me help you help me help you. Kind of, sort of. Not really. Bye.